Hello and welcome back. Today we're talking about that fundamental part of any marketing program, the CRM. It's a critical piece of the marketing tech stack, but it's only as useful as the effort that goes into using and maintaining it. Whether you're selecting one for the first time or looking to make sure you have one that's the right fit for your organization, our guest today has some tips that I know are going to be helpful. We're joined today by Yarun Kortat, co-founder and CEO of SalesSlayer, an intelligent CRM built for small and medium businesses in the B2B space. SalesFlare has experienced dramatic growth over the past seven years since its inception, and during that time, Yurun has had the opportunity to walk alongside many companies on their journey of implementing a CRM. I've invited him here today to share some of those great experiences with us, things that worked and things that didn't, and hopefully give us some guidance on how to navigate that process successfully. Welcome, Yurun. Hey, thank you. How are you doing, Laura? I'm good. I'm good. So I guess maybe start out and tell us a little bit about your experiences and share with us um, kind of the size and scope of the companies that Salesflare works with. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm Jeroen, co-founder and CEO of Salesflare. Um, I would say when it comes to my experiences with, with sales and CRM, uh, it started um, now more than 10 years ago, I was working in a marketing consultancy. Long story short, um, working on another software company where we'd, we'd be in business intelligence, which means that basically would report on data. The companies have a lot of data and we would help them report on that. Um, we went to a big IBM conference because we had software that was compatible to IBM's uh, software. And we got a lot of leads and we tried to organize that, tried a lot of stuff. And every single time it failed for us, and I'll maybe tell you in a moment about some of the things that uh, on which a CRM might fail, but where it failed for us um, was basically that we couldn't get ourselves to the expectations that these systems basically put on us when it comes to data input. Um, they require you to input every single little thing um, into a CRM that you're doing, that someone shares with you, you meet someone new, uh, you need to have this immediate reflex and putting them in the CRM. Uh, you exchange an email with them, you put it in the CRM, you do a call with them, you put it in the CRM, they have an email signature with their phone number up into the CRM. If you're if you're not, don't have these reflexes, these things don't appear in the CRM and then in the end it's useless because it's made to contain that data and then on top of that gives you all kinds of uh, advantages. Um, and we then devised a plan. We figured that most of these things are actually already digitally available somewhere. And all we had to do, well, it was a sort of naive idea, but uh, was, was pull all this data from all the different systems where it already was, offer it to people and make sure that they could sort of curate it, the software already organized it, and then it would make it much easier to follow up uh, their leads. Thank you. You can maybe walk us through what, you know, the typical decision process is like for selecting a CRM and maybe evaluating how it's a good fit for your company if you already have one. Um, what kind of things have you seen that work and that don't in that process? Yeah. Uh, what, what, first of all, what works is having a process. Uh, many companies don't. Many companies just head to Google and type CRM and then see what, what comes up. And it's not really a great way of, of choosing software in general, uh, not just CRMs, but you know software you want to use. It's good to first think about what you want to achieve. 
What do you want to achieve as a company? What's important? What do you want to organize? Because that's what it's mostly about when you use software, organizing something, automating something. And um, when you figure out what you want to organize, you'll see that very quickly the CRM market, because imagine um, on if you go on g2.com, which is a major software reviews website, the leading one probably out there, there is 640 plus CRMs listed. So there's a lot of choice. If you type CRM into Google, what you'll find first is the ones that, that pay the most to have visibility. So it's not necessarily the best choices for you. If you, for instance, um, want a CRM to organize your sales, you'll end up more with a sales CRM. If you want something um, to do more like marketing automation stuff, and, I'm, and, and what people think about mostly at that moment is like, uh, sending email updates uh, to people and segment these lists and all kind of stuff. Then there's CRMs out there that are focused on that. If you wanna, if you have a web shop and you wanna organize your your customers uh, that you have in that web shop, you're gonna end up more with an e-commerce CRM. You know, there's there's. If you're in real estate, you better get a real estate CRM. There's something for everyone. Yes. Yeah. So the first thing is like. What is it we're looking for? What what is it we're trying to achieve? Or who are we? Those are probably the two things um, to keep in mind. And then specifically search search for that. That's, that's tip number one. But then, so not just uh, typing anything in Google. But then um, the most important thing I would argue as the goal of the process. Um, is to find something that will uh, for one, uh, fulfill that purpose for you. But secondly, also, um, it will fulfill that purpose in the sense that you're actually going to use it, so it's going to fulfill that purpose, which is the second huge roadblock uh, in most CRM implementations, is that people find something that theoretically uh, will solve their issue, but as they start using it, they'll find out after a few months that nobody's actually using it. Um, and after a year or so, they're really frustrated with it because nobody's using it. So it didn't fulfill the purpose that they bought it for. And then at some point they get rid of it. But that's a very long cycle in which a lot of um, uh, stuff happens that shouldn't happen, uh, in, in which you lose probably a lot of revenue, disappoint a lot of customers, I don't know what. And that can entirely be avoided if you just also keep in mind that the thing you, uh, you're you going to buy, it, you're also going to have to use it to achieve the purpose. And when you keep that in mind, a few tips. Um, using it means caring about the end users. Like, are the end users going to use it? If you are the head of a company and you're not the one um, using the software all the time, it's more your employees, it's very important to involve them in the process of selecting the CRM. You might have a few in your shortlist, but then involve them, have them use it for a bit, see with which one they feel more comfortable. It will not only make your selection better, you will also get more buy-in for them using it because they, I mean, they've selected it with you. If for you sure, just, yeah. If you just impose something uh, that they're like, well, I, I don't feel like using this, then it, it will fail. And then secondly, um, a lot of people, when they think about CRM and getting people to use it, think about training. 
And they think about training in the sense that um, people need to understand how to use the CRM in general. People need to understand what it does and how it does that and how you make it do stuff. But proper training internally goes beyond that because what's really important to be successful as well is on top of that, decide as a company how you're going to use the software. Because basically, if you get a CRM system, it can do lots of stuff. And you can organize yourself in there in many different ways. If you're working together as a team in it, and one person does it like this, and another person does it like that, another person does it like that, it's one very hard to look at the data on a top level and, and, and make any conclusions or use it. And second, it's also very hard to collaborate in it because uh, if you if you're if the one person is doing it like this and you're like, well, why is it like that? And you're also you know, you know <laughs> it becomes a huge mess. Uh, yeah. And it's it's not very very difficult. It's just a matter of of sort of um, thinking about this together. Like how are we going to do this? Documenting a little bit. And as you go, sometimes refining it. You're know, saying like, okay, this 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 doesn't work. Uh, let's do it more like this. For instance, internally, what we do, um, if we go to a conference, for instance, we make sort of a playbook where we say, okay, how are we going to approach people? When is their data going to land into the into the system? What's it going to do then? We set up some automated email flows and stuff. How are we going then to follow up later? You know, plan a little bit so that it's not just like, hey, let's go to a conference. We see some people, they were like, oh, we don't have their data. Mm, how are we going to follow up? You know, right. our, our intention is to, to actually, we make an investment going to the conference, time and money, uh, so that we need to organize ourselves in such a way that we get return. But you need to do that in general uh, with using a CRM. It, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's just a matter of thinking it slightly true and documenting it together, discussing it, and you'll be 10 times more successful uh, with achieving your goals. Sure. In the sales trainings or the CRM trainings that I've done in, in my career, you know, often the best ones that we've used, um, and which have come from a variety of sources, have been the ones that are pretty self-explanatory. You look at it and you think, I don't need to teach someone how to use this if they can't click some buttons and figure out they need more help than I can give them. Um, so, you know, we've had the, been fortunate enough to work with ones that are really elegant, really well-designed. However, you know, A, there's some that are not, but B, I think you really hit the nail on the head when talking about the processes. How each company uses it is going to be very, very different when you're coming up with, you know, naming conventions and, you know, mm -hmm. parts of the software and how you're using them. Um, most platforms these days offer a huge amount of customizations. And so those may not be things that you can just send somebody to a help article if they have questions. So I think, you know, going over your processes as a company is actually to a degree more important than just teaching somebody how to click buttons for sure. We right. can make help articles about how our software works, what kind of stuff you can do, and maybe some examples of how other people do it. But then from there, it's it's your responsibility to actually think about this further and, and define, um, yeah, define the way you're going to use it. So um, what kinds of things do you think really lend themselves well to making sure one's a good long-term fit for your company? Like, What kinds of things are helpful to look for? Um, 
Well, so it fits your purpose is, is what we discussed. What you just said is, is, is totally correct. Uh, it needs to be understandable. Uh, it's, a, it's a second um, um, prerequisite to people using it is that they get the thing. Uh, I mean, they can read articles and watch videos, but if, if they need to rely on that too much, people will give up as well. Then it's about uh, processes, like how are you going to use it together? That's extremely important. And then when you use it, and that's that's why why, why we started the company, there's there needs to be an, a, a balance between input and output. If you have to input an enormous amount of data, but think like work and energy, you put a lot of work and energy into something, maintaining something, and it doesn't really help you, you don't get a whole lot in return, then you're gonna stop. Yeah. If on the other hand, uh, the input is minimal and it helps you a lot to whatever your purpose is, then then that's you're gonna keep using it. It 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 works for you instead of you working for for the system. Uh, that's when 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 people keep using it. And then yeah, next to that, all the little friction that you have, try to keep it as minimal as possible. If you're trying to instill a habit, always uh, remove as much friction as possible. Um, it also goes beyond uh, the, the the system you're using. If you, for instance, see in your sales process that you're always doing something and you don't really like doing it and you feel that it could be automated, um, I advise to uh, take a little bit of time to think about how could this be done. Nowadays, so much is possible with software uh, and it might not all be your CRM system solving it. Uh, that's why there's tools like uh, Zapier, for instance, with which you can connect different types of software. So for instance, you're like, uh, okay, so people fill out a form on the site and this is a, a very common case. Uh, people fill out a form on the site and I get an email. I don't, uh, we have it automated, but other people sure. do. So <laughs> they get an email with the, the details of the leads and what they do is then take that and copy it into the CRM. Uh, and, and then I'm like, yep, you can automate that, like what kind of form do you have? And then they're like, oh, it's that kind of form. It's like, oh, that integrates with Zapier. You just hook that up. You just have the fields like that. You map it. You can even fully decide that in Salesflare, uh, like uh, I, I create a company and a contact link to it and you have an opportunity. Maybe there's a little note already in the account or you pre-create a task. All these kind of things can be fully set up for you automatically. So there's there's not this this little, you copying something from an email uh, routine, it 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 feels kind of robotic right already. So if, if it starts feeling robotic, then it's probably better for a robot to do it. So you should think about how that can happen. Uh, my main reflex, uh, we use a lot of Zapier in the company, is always like think, oh, how can I make a Zap for that? Um, <laughs> we use it extensively as well. <laughs> Any final thoughts on how to encourage people using it? You know, maybe you you have one, and and our, our listeners today are um, you know struggling with people not using theirs. Is there any way to, that you would suggest to encourage people to get in there and use it for the purpose it was implemented for? Yeah, um, CRM has many benefits all over the company. So I'll, I'll go into a few of those. Uh, and it's also interesting because there's benefits to different uh, groups in the company, different, different departments. And so if you're, if you're uh, 
for instance, focusing on salespeople. The main uh, purpose for salespeople is usually to uh, follow up their prospects and customers in a better way, to know uh, when do I talk to whom about what, not forgetting anyone, always having a good overview. Uh, when I do interviews with customers, they say, we use the follow-up leads. That's what the salespeople themselves do. Then for, for sales managers, they use it to get a grip on their team. So they use it to uh, look what salespeople are doing. They cannot be next to salespeople all the time. So if they have a bit of insight in there, um, it, it helps them very much to coach people. Uh, so a bit of, like, like they often say, accountability and transparency. That's what they create with it. Secondly, uh, people go away. Uh, it's a it's a common issue. Uh, someone goes away, a salesperson, and and all the relationships go out of the door. Uh, you have no idea what they ever discussed. Uh, that's a, a, a very good reason to have a serum as well. Same when people become sick. It's it's handy if you can pick up, like somebody whatever breaks his leg and is out for X weeks. Uh, it's good if you can pick up as a team, just like, oh, what did Jack do recently? And then just, hey, I'm a colleague and I'm just picking up. Um, that's probably the main reasons why sales managers use it or, or uh, heads of a company, anyone who leads sales next to um, trying to forecast sales, which is extremely important for the finance department as well. Then for the marketing department, Marketing has a sort of, um, um, how can I say, advantage when it comes to managing data well, because many things are already super uh, trackable in marketing. Now, the the sort of uh, Achilles heel they have is that they uh, rely on uh, salespeople as well to get them data. And when these salespeople don't use the CRM, then, yeah some sort of issues start to exist. So it's a bit double. Um, for instance, as a salesperson, you wouldn't want marketing to uh, send some kind of promo to a customer. You're just going to close without a promo, for instance. I mean, uh, lots, lots of possibilities there. Um, but if, if, um, if marketing people really want to profit from things, it's good that the sales team uses it. So they also need to make sure that they use it in such a way that the sales team is going to use it more. So really help them provide them more information about stuff, which they can use in their deals. And I probably can still cover a few departments, but I'll cut it short here. Um, there's, there's many reasons why you need to use a CRM a bit different in different departments. But in the end, if you, if you don't, then it's it's much harder to manage a company, uh, especially when it comes to the business side uh, of a company. Um, and yeah, that's why it's probably an issue to take a bit more seriously than most people do when they just type CRM into Google. Well, thank you so much for your wonderful insights today. We super appreciate it. And uh, I hope the best for you and Salesflare. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, give us a review, and share our podcast with your coworkers and friends. For any questions or to request a specific topic you'd like us to cover, hashtag us on social media at CMOGTE Podcast. Again, thanks for tuning in and see you in two weeks.